I'm Brian Patrick. What you're about to see is a dramatic retelling by Father Michael Sparrow of the Passion and Resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. John, with reflections by Father Jim Willie. Father Michael Sparrow is a Jesuit, an actor, a theater director, and a writer. He holds a Master of Fine Arts degree in theater from the Yale School of Drama. He is a spiritual director and a retreat master. He now lives at Loyola University and he works in the area of evangelization of young adults. Father Jim is a priest with the Archdiocese of Cincinnati. He is widely known for his highly acclaimed scripture study programs and parish missions. He is the pastor here at Saints Peter and Paul Parish in Reading, Ohio, near Cincinnati. More than 25 years ago, Father Jim and Father Michael began working together as interns in youth ministry at the Milford Retreat Center not far from here. There, Father Michael dramatized stories and Father Jim offered his reflections. Seven years ago, these two priests, Father Michael and Father Jim, began leading pilgrimages to holy sites around the world. In the summer of 1999, they led a pilgrimage to the Holy Land. At the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, where tradition has it, Jesus died and later rose, Father Michael performed a dramatization of the Passion. Father Jim offered homiletic reflections. He spoke of one of his sisters who had cancer. A week later, he would return to discover that he was diagnosed with renal cell cancer. Now since then, Father Jim has been living with this deadly disease. He now offers his reflections of what living with cancer has taught him in light of the passion narrative. This production is made possible by the many generous people who have contributed their resources, their time, their talent, and prayers to bring the gospel story to life. It is their hope that for you, it is a faith-filled encounter with the love of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us begin with this prayer by which we sign ourselves with the sign of Jesus' love. 
the sign of the cross. As we place our hand on our forehead and pray, O oh God, our Father, open our minds that we may be enlightened with your word that became flesh, that we may come to learn your ways. And we pray not my will, but thy will be done. We place our hand over our heart as we pray, O sacred heart of Jesus, you who poured out your heart on the cross and gave your life to us that we might have life eternal with you. Teach us how to live and teach us how to love like you. We place our hand on our left shoulder and pray to the Holy One. O Holy One of God, guide us, guard us, strengthen us and support us that we too may take up our cross and follow Jesus. And placing our hand on our right shoulder, we pray to the Spirit that we may offer ourselves to others, that they too may be able to bear their burdens, that we may support them and help them and encourage them along the way, we pray. As we bring our hands together, we make this prayer and all our prayers to the glory of God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. The Passion of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to John. It was before the festival of the Passover. And Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to pass from this world to the Father. He always loved those who were his own. But now the time came for him to show how perfect his love was. They were at table. And the devil had already put it into the mind of Judas, son of Simon the Iscariot, to betray him. Jesus, knowing that the Father had placed all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was returning to God, Jesus got up from table and removed his outer garment. He wrapped a towel around his waist, poured water into a basin, and began to wash his disciples' feet and to dry them with the towel he was wearing.
He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? At the moment, you do not understand what I am doing, but later you will understand. Never, Lord, you will never wash my feet. If I do not wash you, you can have no part of me. Then, Lord, not just my feet, but my head and hands as well. No one who has taken a bath needs cleansing. You too are clean. Though not all of you are. He knew who was going to betray him, which is why he said, not all of you are. After Jesus had finished washing his disciples' feet, he replaced his outer garment and returned to his place at table. Do you know what I have done for you? You call me Master and Lord, and rightly so I am. If I then, the Lord and Master, have washed your feet, you too must wash one another's feet. I have given you an example so that you may copy what I have done. I tell you most solemnly, no servant is greater than the Master, no messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know this, happiness will be yours if you behave accordingly. Having said this, Jesus grew troubled in spirit and said, I tell you most solemnly, one of you is going to betray me. The disciples looked at one another, wondering who it was he meant. The disciple Jesus loved was reclining next to him. So Simon Peter signaled to him, saying, Ask him who it is he means. So this disciple leaned back on the breast of Jesus and said, Lord, who is it? It is the one, said Jesus, to whom I give the piece of bread that I dip in the dish. Jesus took the bread, dipped it, and gave it to Judas, son of Simon the Iscariot. What you are going to do, do quickly. As soon as Judas had taken the bread, Satan entered him. None of the other disciples at table knew why Jesus had said this. 
Judas was in charge of the common purse. Some of them thought that Jesus was telling him to go buy what was necessary for the festival, or perhaps to give something to the poor. As soon as Judas had taken the bread, he went outside. Night had fallen. Now is the Son of Man glorified, and in him God has been glorified. My little children, I shall not be with you much longer. You will look for me. But as I told the Jews, where I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment. Love one another. As I have loved you, by this love that you have, one for another, everyone will know. Everyone will know that you are my disciples. What I command you. Is to love one another. Simon Peter asked him, "Lord, where are you going? Where I am going, you cannot follow me now. But later you will follow. Why can't I follow you now, Lord? I will lay down my life for you. Lay down your life for me." Before the cock crows, you will deny me three times. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. And trust in me. In my Father's house, there are many, many rooms. If there were not, I would have told you. I shall not speak with you much longer, for the prince of this world is at hand. He has no power over me, but the world must be brought to know that I love the Father. And that I do exactly as the Father has commanded. Come now. Let us go. I feel very honored to be able to offer a brief reflection after each section of the Passion and Resurrection. 
And I've been encouraged to share what I have learned in my, the last few months since I've dealt with my own sickness. And I'm glad to do this, but please understand as, as I do that what I have to say is only a small footnote to what the powerful words of this passion and resurrection narrative offers us tonight. Nonetheless, I encourage you to join me in reflecting on your participation, your role in this very passion and resurrection of Jesus. Did you notice in this opening scene, in John's Gospel, there is no account of Jesus instituting the Holy Eucharist, unlike Matthew, Mark, and Luke, where Jesus is seen at the Last Supper taking the bread and then the wine and, and saying, this is my body, this is my blood. John does not relate that detail. Instead, remember what he captures is, as it were, the, the table setting where Jesus is described as washing the disciples' feet who now sit at that table. It seems like John wanted to highlight this for a special reason, that he wants us to understand the posture that we must assume ourselves before we ever come to the table of the Lord. We too must, as it were, get down on our knees and look very humbly and reverently to one another, offering each other the greatest service, which is our love and our respect. And Jesus then commanded them to do as he had done. The curious thing I see in this scene is, of course, where Peter seems to protest against Jesus' foot washing. And isn't that interesting, considering his filthy, dirty feet? And as would be anyone's feet who would have walked those dusty and dirty roads of ancient Palestine. Why would Peter object to such a kind gesture of service? I can only guess it's because Peter knew that this just didn't seem right, that his master, his teacher, would, would assume this position that ordinarily was done by the lowest servant in the household, and even the Jewish servants would be exempt from such a, a lowly task. But Jesus had to make this point. Peter may have struggled with the very idea that this is what he had to do in following Jesus. I can relate to that a little because one of the first and most difficult lessons that I had to learn once I learned I had cancer was to let other people minister to this minister. I much prefer ministering to others for the obvious reason, I guess. Of we all like to be able to give, and I, I feel like I'm a little in control then. But to have to humbly receive, you know, that takes real humility. And to be so 
kindly treated by so many people where I knew I, how could I possibly repay the service? So much my family has done and this parish community has, has offered to me. I, it, was, it was a little hard at first to re receive everyone's gesture of goodness. And, but I, I quickly observed that I saw a transformation happen in my family and then in the whole parish community that I believe they, they came, my family has never been so closely together and this parish community has ever prayed more together and supported me and others who are sick or suffering more than ever that I'd have to say if I was well and preaching all the homilies I possibly could, I couldn't have accomplished what God has accomplished in my weakness and sickness. Isn't that amazing how God works? The only thing I'm afraid of is I'm starting to really like this. <laughs> <laughs> and I realize that yes, we must be humble to receive and we must be humble to give. And every gift that's given, we must share. My friends, I invite you to consider this. Before we ever come to the table of the Lord, we too must serve one another in the most loving and giving and forgiving way. We too must be like Jesus, and yes, like Peter, who finally allowed himself to receive the Lord's love that he could later share that love. May we always come to the table of the Lord with such an attitude of love.